We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Kits and Wagers. We are no longer in the Matrix. This is Game Week 37 in the Premier League. And a touch of FA Cup Final. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. Chris, we have a big day. I decided to wear blue. I see you got red on. Uh, you ready for Saturday? I'm, I'm absolutely prepared for Saturday. It's going to be a little bit of a, you know, given we're out here on the West Coast, it's a 8.45 kick for myself. I, I thought it was weird that they're kicking off at 8.45. But all things aside, it's an, it's an FA Cup Final. I got my my... My, my, my cup final jersey ready to go. Not today because I don't want to jinx it. But I do have my – this is Anfield mug, big cup of Joe in there. And then, uh, you know, I've got the uh, – so far undefeated in the um, in the in the Liverpool warm-up top. So I'm ready to rock. Injury concerns there with Fabinho. But other than that, I feel confident and uh, excited to talk about the FA Cup. And then I think we got a couple EPL matches here too. So it should be interesting. I think uh, – this is our la- second to last show of the season here at Kits and Wagers. Uh, we'll see if anything else comes about over the summer, but you know, it's been a fun ride. I think we're what 37 shows later, maybe more oh, than at that. At least, at least, at least, this is yeah, probably so, 42, maybe. We've done yeah, at least, you know, future shows, midweek shows. Yeah, we're, we're actually closing it on 50 probably for the season. So, uh, not to eulogize us here, but, uh, you know, just excited to talk a little bit more soccer here and hopefully wrap it up with a couple more wins. Yeah, I had one kit picked out and then, you know, I thought about it and I was like, oh, Liverpool, Chelsea. So I got the Chevchenko kit on and I, I just I just don't like the neck on these things. I don't they don't do this anymore. But like this neck is just yeah. like, I don't know, 2005 or whatever this was. Yeah, two, yeah it looks like a five ish. I just don't gotta, get like what was going on with this style. Like why? Why I don't get it. It's like a square almost for your head. I don't know. Honestly, um, I think that that jersey is pretty sweet though. All things considered, the, the neck a little bit weird, but I think it's out a of pretty the neck, sweet yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice. You got Samsung Mobile. Yeah, that's like like draw. You know, peak yeah, DA drawing yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like give me like Idiot Johnson in there. You know, some some, some classy <laughs> players from back then. Yeah, so, spe- so speaking of the FA Cup, though, so yeah. that's the first game we're going to talk about. We got 
Chelsea, Liverpool at Wembley. We got Chelsea plus 250 to win, Liverpool plus 110 to win, plus 255 for a draw, over two and a half goals, minus 115, under two and a half goals, minus 110. And actually, let me pull up, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, let me pull up the injuries. So the question for Chelsea, we have Conte and Kovacic, who – May play through their issues. We'll see if either of them start. Kovacic was just injured midweek. Conte's been out for like two weeks. If those guys don't start, it'll be Jorginho and Ruben Loftus-Cheek in there. And then we got Liverpool. Fabinho will be out. He just injured his hamstring midweek. So we got two. We got some midfield injuries for Liverpool. But otherwise, everyone else is pretty healthy. Uh, what are your thoughts for the match? Yeah, two big question marks there. I think the biggest one, you know, obviously no Fabinho for Liverpool. Him and, and com- comparatively, N'Golo Conte, you know, question mark for Chelsea. They both operate in a similar vein. Both like defensive midfielders, both break up play so well. So going to be tough if uh, without Fabinho. And then if Conte comes in to Chelsea starting 11, that's, that's a pretty big boost for them. Uh, I mean, if Conte over Ruben Loftus-Cheek, is a, is a pretty nice little upgrade there. So I'll be interested to see who starts there. Other than that, um, you know, Liverpool, like a little bit bigger favorites than I thought. They've already played this match uh, in the League Cup final that ended up 0-0. Liverpool, of course, won that uh, 11, I think it was at 11-10 on PKs when uh, Kepa missed the only PK of the game. Ah, um, uh, that's right. <laughs> of the shootout. So kind of interesting. Looking back, uh, they, been, subbed, they, yeah, they subbed him in right at the end there. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, that match was back and forth. It was a, one of the better 0-0 draws that I, I think I've watched this season. There was chance after chance. I think Chelsea had like two goals chalked off from offsides. So easily could have had more. I think Mount hit one off the post. It was 0-0, but it could have been like, you know, feasibly like 3-3. So it was a pretty high-octane match. I don't know if we're going to see that again. You know, these FA Cup, these final, you know, much like Champions League semifinals or any other cup finals, they can be pretty tense where there's not a ton of chances. But uh, I still think, uh, looking at the odds here, there's a few interesting bets. I do think, um, bear in mind, Liverpool, the last they lost to – the last loss was in February. That was to Inter Milan in what was, you know, it kind of had that one wrapped up. Um, and then the prior to that, the last loss to that was Leicester City back on December 28th when they lost 1-0. So, you know, a team that hasn't really lost too many games here. They've been playing pretty well, obviously. Um, but uh, the interesting one that I liked here was the over 2.5 was minus 115. I think just, you know, despite it being 0-0 last game, there was a million chances. Uh, they should have everyone in attack. They, I think they've – I don't know if – I don't think Luis Diaz was prepared for that match, but maybe he came on in the second half. So I think they'll, they'll be full, you know, full uh, fully gone out for it. And then Lukaku's been playing better, and Christian Pulisic as well has kind of like came in and, and you know, uh, contributed as well. So I think I'd like the over two and a half, and then there's a couple other, other uh, peripheral – um, fun bets you can put on this game too. Yeah, I like the goals, and I kind of like kind of like the odds in favor of Chelsea here. So these matches have been so they played each other three times. Ninety minutes, all three times have been draws. And while I think for the most part Liverpool probably maybe look like the better team overall in these matchups, it just seems like Chelsea have been kind of a thorn in their side. Like no matter how these matches go, I think 
the first one it was Reese James got you know an early red card. Liverpool still couldn't get the winner in that one. That one finished one one. The next one, you know, Liverpool got two got two early goals first twenty six minutes. Then Chelsea came back with two just before the halftime. So, but I think I'm. It just seems like in this matchup, both teams both teams will get opportunities. Liverpool will get the usual opportunities, but. I like without Fabinho in there, I think that's pretty relevant. I think Chelsea will get their opportunities as well. I know Liverpool probably are going to get more opportunities. It's just how these matchups have gone. But for the most part, like Chelsea have been able to keep up. So you can get, I mean, you can get numbers like what a double chance for Chelsea minus 130. You can get draw no bet for Chelsea plus 150. And this is only for 90 minutes. Like this doesn't matter for possible PKs or extra time or anything like that. So just 90 minutes right there. Those are pretty simple bets if you think it's it's going to be a draw or you think maybe Chelsea have an edge. And another one I was looking at, so you can bet on corners, uh, race to seven corners. You can get Liverpool at plus 145. Those are higher odds because maybe they're not going to get to that many corners. But you look back in these other matchups, they had 12 corners in the first meeting. Uh, that was helped by the Reese James red card, but – after that, they had they won seven to six in corners, and then that cup final and the other cup final, they won the corner battle eleven to two. So, like if if you don't if you don't care for either side, or if you think it's going to be a one one draw again or something like that, in ninety minutes, go with go with uh, Liverpool race to seven corners plus one to forty five. I think you're getting pretty good odds there. Yeah, that's interesting. I definitely agree with you on the fact that Chelsea's getting a lot better odds. Well, you know, more worthwhile in terms of taking that um, and the payouts. Uh, the two there's two interesting bets that I think that I would entertain here. I do believe, you know, given just given how the season's transpired, and um, that I think Liverpool do win this one. And you can get Liverpool. You can do a little parlay here. Liverpool win in over one and a half. Uh, you're getting odds at plus 160. So you kind of just get a little bit better than just that, uh, whatever they're at, plus one time to win. And then um, the there's a couple player parlays that are interesting to me. And player to score and get a card, you can get Mo Salah at, what did I say? It was plus 1,800. So, you know, Mo Salah, late winner, scores the goal, rips his shirt off, runs to the corner, plus 1,800. Gets the yellow card in that too, so plus eighteen hundred. Um, that's just a silly bet, but uh, that's uh, interesting enough. And then um, Salah's plus three hundred with uh, to score and Liverpool to win. So a couple interesting ones there that I would entertain. Yeah, go with that crazy bet. Uh, some places you can bet on cards, some places you can't. Uh, yeah. So that depends on where you're located. We just figured that out before the show because yeah. in Michigan. Seems like you cannot bet on yellow or red cards. At least I can't find anything like that available. But that's the FA Cup final. We have two more game weeks left for the Premier League. We still have some of these teams still have three matches. Uh, speaking of teams with three matches, we got Burnley still with three matches. So the first game we're talking about Sunday, early morning. This is probably the biggest match of the weekend, even though maybe it doesn't look like it, but both teams have something to play for. We got Tottenham minus 295 to win Burnley plus 850 draw plus 425 over under surprisingly high for a Burnley match, but you can get over two and a half goals is minus 170 and then over three and a half is plus 150. So it seems like it's sitting in that three range and then under two and a half goals is plus 135. Should we just chalk this up as another home win for Tottenham, or you think Burnley are going to put up a fight? 
Burnley have to put up a fight, but I, I would chalk it up for another home win for Tottenham. Tottenham, and also that under two and a half is pretty appetizing. Uh, surprisingly, though, in the, the previous matchup between Burnley and Tottenham, Burnley won that one, one nil. That was right when I think that was earlier around January. Was that, that was February. So was that right after they had beaten Manchester City and then they just laid an egg yep, in the yep, midweek, one yep. zero, um, which is kind of interesting. So I, there's there's still that kind of that that storyline of Tottenham dominate dominating because they're up a man over uh, against Arsenal on Thursday and then you know potential to lay an egg against Burnley here on Sunday. But I still think they get it done. Um, the last few match, the last five matchups, Burnley, aside from the one that Burnley won uh, earlier this week, uh, Tottenham's won the last three of the past four, and then um, they drew one, and then they had beaten Burnley 5-0 back in 2019. So Tottenham's really dominated this uh, this matchup here, and so I still think they get it done. They get a much better side. Harry Kane, Hungman's son. You know, Hung Min Son has, has an outside chance here at the Golden Boot, too. So I wouldn't be surprised to, to see him knock a couple in, but or at least knock one in. But um, yeah, I, I, I like Tottenham here. I just don't see a way that Burnley gets it done. They had won a few games there and then just kind of fell off here against Aston Villa earlier the week in three, or was that last weekend? 3 1. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just like Tottenham much more here than I, than I would go with Burnley. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the only way that Tottenham drop points is if this is just like a letdown situation because, you know, they're coming off the North London Derby. So, like you said, coming off Man City last time these teams played, but they're playing for top four right now. They're they're one point behind Arsenal, and I think they're actually in a better position as I guess we'll discuss. We're talking about the Arsenal match after this one, but Tottenham play – uh, Burnley and what is it Watford in their final two matches just in a, I think in a better situation than Arsenal even though they are one point behind right now um where yeah is... Arsenal have a couple they got a couple tough matchups I mean Everton the last oh, day Norwich they play Norwich and not Watford okay there we go yeah but yeah I mean Tottenham at home you look at the results and they've scored at least three goals in five of their last six matches. And I guess Burnley's hope is that Tottenham looked like they did against Burnley and Burnley tried, sorry, against Brighton and Burnley try and replicate what Brighton did. But the problem is I don't think they can do that. They don't play the same way. And the other part is that, so Burnley are dealing with some injuries. We could see Kevin Long together on the back line. I don't think, those two have started together all season. They played together against Villa because Tarkowski got injured last game. They also got injured. I mean, Ben Mee, still a doubt. Jay Rodriguez, still a doubt. So they're pretty slim uh, in terms of their team. You know, they kind of rely on defense. And now you got Collins and Long. And we just saw what Son and Kane did against Arsenal's back line. You think a couple Burnley backups are going to be able to, to hold down Tottenham and, and their guys up front? I, I don't think so especially in a must-win spot for, for Tottenham. So, I mean, I know this is must-win for Burnley, but we saw we saw what must-win, you know, meant against Aston Villa. They just don't have the guys. So I'd be looking at something like maybe you could go with, the you know, a bigger, you know, minus one-and-a-half for Tottenham or maybe win a clean sheet kind of a thing. But it just seems like a long shot right here for Burnley to to win, at least. I mean, maybe they could steal a point, I'd say, if they stole a point, it'd be like a scoreless draw. I think that'd be their only route, really. Yeah, I'd, I agree. You know, if, 
if you think that Adam and I are, are uh, income poops and don't know what we're talking about, uh, you can always take a look at uh, Burnley double chance plus two forty five. You're getting pretty huge odds there, but uh, traveling to traveling to Tottenham, I just don't. You know, it's as much as I want to see Burnley maybe give an upset here to Tottenham, I just don't see it happening. And but if you do plus two forty five on the double chance there for Burnley, well. If you looked at that route, would you rather just bet draw at plus four twenty five? Because do you actually think That's Burnley true. can win? I mean, I maybe I guess if they replicate, like I said, what Brighton did with that one 0 win, but it just seems or what they did earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean that was at, that was in Burnley, and yeah. they're healthier. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like Burnley one nil. I I guess, but. <laughs> Must-win spot at home with the way they played at home this season. I, I just don't think that Burnley can win this. But, hey, crazier yeah. things have happened, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. I still think we're, we're pretty much in agreement on yeah. how we see Tottenham winning this one. Yeah. Uh, also, I forget to mention we got – I just put up my betting article for this week, Game Week 37. As you can see here, we got a Leicester guy. Maybe I'll talk about that later. But hmm. the – I guess not the last match, but it's a standalone match on Monday. We have, speaking of another team fighting for the top four, speaking of another team that just played, came off the North London Derby, we got Newcastle home against Arsenal. Newcastle are plus 300 to win. Arsenal minus 115. Draw plus 265. Over two and a half goals, minus 120. Under two and a half goals, minus 105. So, Chris, this is the last home match for Newcastle. How much do you think that uh, has an effect here on on how this match goes? I, yeah, I mean, of course, they've got they've kind of like got a much better feeling in the club than they did to begin the season, given that they've been, uh, you know, they transferred ownership, uh, they bought a few players, they brought in a new manager. So, I could see the St James Park definitely rocking. Uh, as they're hosting Arsenal with Ar- Arsenal having a shot at the Champions League. They played, you know, pl- they played well prior to, I believe, did they lose? They lost to Liverpool and they lost to Man City at home um, recently. I'd get a but better double check that before I say the wrong thing. But um, yeah, I don't, I just see that they, they, they should have a pretty good atmosphere with it, but you being the last uh, match of the season, Arsenal are desperate for some points though. So they are dealing with some injuries, you know, it'll just, I'll be. Was Ben White on the bench uh, yesterday on Thursday? He um, was on the but bench, but yeah, it still doesn't sound like he brought. They like, yeah, they. I forgot who they brought on for when Gabriel went down, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. They'll. It sounds like they'll be without Gabriel. Um, and uh, we. That's just a late update. He's he's a game time decision. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, either way. Um, that's a pretty short turnaround with a muscle injury. So I would, yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it, but uh, yeah, so they could be without, you know, backline might be slightly questionable, but uh, yeah, I, I could see, you know, it'd be interesting if, if Newcastle can spring it up uh, an upset here. You over, you're not, the odds aren't quite good enough for that two and a half minus minus one twenty five is okay. But um, I don't, you know, well, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I definitely think there'll be more goals and less goals. Yeah, what happened to your Arsenal stat against Newcastle? What was that right. stat? Yeah, so I was looking up the head-to-heads uh, prior to uh, prior to the show here, and dating back to 
20, uh, it was uh, 2018. Arsenal, Arsenal has won each of the past was that eight, eight, uh, nine matches. So they've won nine straight over Newcastle, uh, with one of those being in the FA Cup. So Arsenal's definitely dominated this this uh, matchup over the past few years. And uh, I mean, we'll see if they can go back and continue to dominate it this weekend as they travel to Newcastle. But that's an interesting stat. That's you know that, that's like some head, some mind games over them. Uh, I. And I'm curious think, to see how many players are still at Newcastle over the past three years. Right. I think, but I think uh, maybe. maybe the bigger stat from that is that Newcastle haven't scored in the last seven of those games. Yeah. It's been With, pure domination. It's been win to win to nil, win to nil, win to nil. Uh, Newcastle just not scoring. So, yeah. and then, I mean, you look at their games against the, uh, better competition of late. I mean, I know they're on a winning streak, but that was against non what top six, top, whatever competition play against man city, play against Liverpool, go scoreless against them. So this is insane. I, I went back a little bit further. And so Newcastle won in 2018, but then you go back and the last time Newcastle won against Arsenal prior to that was in 2010. <laughs> So it's it's been like just huh. total domination from Arsenal over Newcastle. So they've got two wins in the last twelve years against Arsenal. Yeah, that has me kind of tentative here because I do think I mean Newcastle. I think they just have an edge in terms of the kind of the matchup here. Well, maybe not yeah. like Play- team to team here, yeah. but Arsenal on a short week. Granted, this is a Monday match, but you have a possibility that Callum Wilson's back in the starting eleven. He came off the bench last match. Uh, Kieran Trippier came off the bench last match. He could start again. So you have that. You have Newcastle pretty healthy overall otherwise. And then Arsenal, as you were talking about, we actually have no idea who's going to start at center back because if Ben White can't start and Gabriel can't start, they just lost uh, Rob Holding to suspension. So, like, we may see – we don't know what we may see. They may go to something where it's like Granite Chaka back there kind of a thing. Uh, they may go to like three center backs, kind of go like a 3-4-2-1 or something like that. Um, like we could see like a Tomiyasu playing center back. We, we don't know because when Gabriel got hurt, Nuno Tavares came on for him and, and Nuno Tavares plays left back. So it's going to be currently an unknown lineup for Arsenal, something we're not going to know for probably, I don't know, until Sunday, whenever, whenever our Tetas press conference is. But I think that is definitely relevant. But, I mean, for the most part, like you have those losses for Newcastle. Um, if you don't want to take a side, I would look at the under just because of the way that Newcastle have been playing. Uh, you know, outside of that Man City game, it's been kind of, limiting opportunities for opposing teams. So under two and a half goals, minus 105. Sure, on the other end of that, Arsenal games have been higher scoring. I think it's been, I don't know, five or six in a row with at least three goals. So that's a downfall. But our Newcastle team, they're going to score three goals in this match. Maybe if Arsenal get a red card in the 20th minute. But (laughs) I, I still like the under. And I probably wouldn't bet a side on this one until I saw who was going to play for Arsenal on their back line. So... Yeah, that's fair. Pretty pretty crazy evidence though to to support Arsenal. Right. Yeah, I mean, you've got so two wins in the last 12 years. 
like these, like that kind of thing matters. Like we, we talked about it with the North London Derby, uh, the home team, how the home team is dominated in that matchup. And mm -hmm. even though maybe Arsenal were, were playing better ahead of that match, kind of didn't matter. Sure. There was a red card involved there, but you know, Tottenham were at home. They got the, they got the three, no win. So, you know, another team, another home team wins in between the, in that Derby. So some, sometimes this stuff matters. Sometimes it doesn't, but I think for the most part, you got historical information like this, and one team dominating another. I think that that's uh, pretty relevant. Yeah, totally. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Best bet corner. Best bet couch. So I got another push. So I'm still on still on nine straight, nine straight fades. My bet are, are, are still alive. And I'm back coming to off back two, pushes though. Coming off two pushes. Uh, I was yeah. I was gonna come up with another plus one or minus one to take here, but I didn't have enough time to figure that one out. So hmm. Chris, you are coming off. Who did you pick to win? You picked Everton to beat Watford. So you're a little salty coming in this one. I, you know, slightly, but not really. It was a, one of those, <laughs> like one of those reverse psychology things here. So I think I'm, I think I mentioned it, but uh, you know, I took Everton. I mean, they should. You got to beat Wofford in this in this. Point. I think they're going to be okay, but they do have Arsenal last day of the season, uh, and so they're they need to get it done here this weekend as well. But uh, yeah, so I missed on that one. I, it ended up in a zero zero draw, which is kind of astonishing. But um, that's how it goes. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pop into my best bet here. There's a couple things I was interested in, but I think, you know, we're we're on the same page on with what your best bet is because I was also considering that. But I'm just going to go here, what, take what I think is an easy bet. Man City have been absolutely destroying teams, especially in the Premier League. I mean, we all know that, uh, you know, obviously they, they crashed out of the Champions League, but uh, you go back and you look at – you look at their Premier League games, they've won, they beat Wolves on Wednesday 5-1 prior to that, 5-0 against Newcastle, 4-0 against Leeds, 5-1 against Watford. Yes, that competition isn't very good, aside from Wolves. Um, they beat Brighton 3-0 prior to that, and then the last one out was 2-2 uh, against Man City. But they've been destroying, or against Liverpool, they've been destroying teams, like just, just working them. And so I am going to take them and head over to the spread here. You can get City against West Ham, minus one and a half. Uh, you get that at plus 105. So that's my best bet. I think, you know, they're going to win by a couple goals here. 
So are you worried at all about, we're looking at the lineup here, rotowire.com, go to the Premier League lineups, but Laporte is a doubt, suffered a knock to his knee last game. We got Fernandinho. I don't think he's going to be ready uh, to play. So we got we got a question at center back. Currently, Nathan Ake is coming off an injury, and he is pro- we haven't projected to start right now. So if Laporte and Fernandinho are out, uh, I don't know who would move back there. Would would Rodri move back there? Maybe. I was uh, I was thinking that maybe that would be the play. Yeah, it's so uh, we have kind of a question. Are you worried at all about that? Because uh, I think the only I think Antonio's good for West Ham and Ben Rama probably not ready, but I think Antonio's good. So they're mostly hundred um, percent. Outside of Craig Dawson, who just had an update today. So are you worried at all about that? Man City's I mean, back line that is. Oh, slightly. I, I have no idea who they'd play. If I mean, we said Rodri potentially at center back, and then then I don't know who they would move into central midfield. But he's just such a key piece for them in the midfield. But yeah, I, I mean, slightly worried, especially if Antonio comes back. He's just like the perfect counterattacking forward, in my opinion. But uh, other than that, I still think you know Nathan Ake is on par with like you know, Kurt Zuma or Craig Dawson. All right, let me add something else to this. Let me add something else. Okay. Last four matchups, Manchester City, two to one. Uh, League Cup, scoreless draw. Uh, Before that, this is back in February 2021, Manchester City, two one. Last time these teams played at West Ham in league play, this was October 2020, one one. So last four meetings, Manchester City have failed to win by more than one. Are you scared yet? No, I mean, as I mentioned, they've been destroying teams. 5-1, 5-0, 4 5-0, 3-0 against Brighton. Like, it's been disp- – and, and the last couple of those matches has, has been with those same injury concerns we've been talking about. I mean, I thought – I mean, when I was watching that uh, City – I think I had City um, – was it – who the heck did they play the other day? City-Newcastle? No, City-Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um, I saw that Amaric Laporte – knee injury and i was like oh man that's for like him and i was like fell into his knee and it looked pretty kind of kind of nasty but apparently he's like it wasn't too bad he, he did sub off but yeah that's it, certainly a concern um but just given how they have like been just eviscerating teams i would i, I still think that uh I, i'd rather go city here minus one and a half and it, you know the reverse psychology comes into play here for me as a fan if west ham spring one my best bet maybe potentially misses, but opens up the title race. Yeah, I was trying to see uh, just how much this mattered for what for West Ham, and so it's for the most part it like a little bit. Yeah, they have the top seven locked up, but they actually because Manchester United uh, only have one more match, and they're you know they're coming off that loss at Brighton. West Ham still have a chance to actually finish top six, and that's the difference between Europa League and Europa Conference League. So a pretty pretty big difference, I'd say. Um, also big for West Ham because that would be the second straight season, right, that they're right. in the Europa League. So, yeah, I mean, I mean they just pretty lost noteworthy for the, a club, you know, trying to put themselves in the upper echelon. So this will be interesting. Um, yeah, their final match is at Brighton, so they got a couple tough ones coming up. But, all right, Man City minus one and a half. I'm going with a simpler route here, and I'm just going to be straight up looking at Leicester to win at Watford. And unless something has happened with Watford where everyone is healthy, 
if you're if you're looking on the screen right now, they have 12 people out due to some are fake injuries, some just don't want to play kind of a thing. Uh, the season's done for Watford. Uh, they managed a point against Everton midweek, and that's because Everton are playing not to lose. Lesser, not really the same situation, playing a little more open. We saw them score three goals against Norwich midweek. And, like, we look at Watford's lineup. Can they score? Ken Sema, Samuel, Samuel Kalu up front, probably like an 80% Joao Pedro. They got Dan Gosling starting in the midfield. You know, they held out for the scorer's draw against Everton, but we'll, we'll see who starts for Leicester. They may rotate a bunch. We may not see Jamie Vardy. We may not see James Madison. So that'll be something to look at. But even then, I, I don't think it matters for Leicester. I think they'll be able to score, and I don't think Watford can score. So when I looked at this yesterday, it's plus 110 for Leicester to win. Now it's plus 100. So uh, yeah, money is on Leicester, and that's where I'm going. So there you go. What's, what's Yeah, interesting. Um, this is one I was going to put out, out there as a peripheral bet, too, because, you know, similar to where I thought was Everton was in a good spot to just go and beat Watford. But what's the thought process on – Lester rotating. I mean, Jamie Vardy coming off an injury, but he had he had, he had subbed in three straight matches prior to starting on Wednesday. So, like, wh- where do we think that Vardy or Madison are not going to well, play? Did Brendan Rodgers say something about that? Well, for one, they don't have anything to play for, but true. That's they've been pretty much rotating for I guess the last three weeks because they rotated for uh, Europa Conference League. Uh, like pretty much. I mean, Madison was coming off. I think it was a hamstring tweak maybe or hip issue or something. I know Vardy's coming off an injury, but it's like if these guys aren't, you know, 100%, why are they going to be forced into the starting 11 with nothing to play for kind of thing? And then they play, uh, I think, must be next Thursday, I want to say, that they play again. So it's like why are you going to push all these guys to start back-to-back-to-back, back-to-back all these matches when, you know, Leicester are just playing for a spot on the table? Uh, I mean, if you look at it. It's an intent. I mean, they're playing to finish top 10, and that's kind of all it's about right now. Yeah, there's no way. They're yeah, 10 points south of West Ham. I mean, that, that was that was just uh, the general thought. I mean, that's that's what they've done the last few weeks, and now they're playing Watford. I, I don't know. Just give, this, give some other guys more time is kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, that's fair. I just wasn't sure. I mean, I would love to see a fully – I mean, if they get that – you feel you got to feel a little bit better about those odds. If uh, why well, they might also change to negative minus odds, if um they you know around match time, if you get Vardy, Madison, etc. in the lineup. Yeah, I mean we haven't Harvey Barnes or I haven't seen the Brendan Rodgers press conference yet. So yeah, there's uh, there's a chance. No, noteworthy that these matches are on a Sunday. Usually we're talking yeah. we're going for either Thursday night to Saturday or Friday morning to Saturday and Sunday, but. Uh, a rare one here where we're going, we're recording on a Friday morning and uh, these matches aren't going to happen until Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, this, this press conference probably happened while we were, we were on here, but yeah, I mean, he, he talked about Vardy and about how he's blessed genetically uh, talking about keeping him in the right condition and stuff. Hopefully he can stay fit. So Did we get some genetics out of, out of Brendan Rogers in the press conference. <laughs> I love, I love it when, um, you know, managers turn into like physios. Yeah, <laughs> and Brendan Rodgers voted most likely to do that by me. 
get to the age, still looks as fit as he does. It's a real positive for how he looks after himself. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I, I mean, just with nothing to play for, it's like, why not give Pats and, Pats and Daka some time or like Ianacho's leaving in the summer kind of thing, let him, let him showcase something. I don't know. It, it just seems like why why do you want to push Vardy to, you know, possibly injure his hamstring because he's starting two times in four days, something like that. Yeah, that's fair. You know, he's all, he's also got that uh, his wife's in in that trial with Wayne Rooney's wife right now. I don't know if you've been following that, but that's kind of funny. But it's totally unrelated to this, so I'll I'll, I'll stay out of that. Yeah, Ryan Belangi, <laughs> Ryan Belangi brought that up on our DFS podcast midweek for like one of the reasons he didn't want to use uh, Jamie Vardy in DFS. It turns and out, he, and then he used Jamie Vardy and won like six thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah, no, it's like, There's was it 16,000? I, I don't know. It was he, wild. I was he like, won a yeah. bunch and he used Jamie Vardy. So I'm going to ask yeah. him about that. Uh, yeah, but... yeah. Tell him I, I want to know too because, <laughs> you know, it's important stuff. Yeah, because I, I haven't been paying attention to those tabloids and he brought it, that up and I was like, oh, okay. All right, I forget man. the name of the reporter, but he's been live tweeting the, um, the, whole, the whole thing and it's like just pure entertainment. It's great. <laughs> All right, I'll have, to, I'll have to look that up after. I'll, I'll send it to you. I don't know, at some point. All right. All right, so we got Chris is taking Manchester City minus one and a half at West Ham. I'm taking Leicester plus 100 at Watford. Uh, yeah, we're betting on two away teams to win uh, this week, which uh, it could backfire, but maybe it couldn't. Uh, we got two teams who are playing. Or Well, I guess Leicester's not playing for anything, but whatever. Manchester City still playing for the title. So, Chris, you can find him at Chris Owen, sorry, at C-H-R Owen 8 on Twitter. I am at Rotos Droik. Again, Rotowire, you can use, I mean, we got all these lineup pages. We got whatever. We got the injury reports, all that good stuff. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 10-day trial, no credit card required. And in case you play DFS, we'll be back in about an hour to discuss Sunday. We got a big slate. Chris is coming out with the FanDuel article. As I mentioned, we got a betting article on the site as well. So we got a bunch of stuff coming for at rotowire.com. We also got, I don't know, we got a bunch of stuff. There's a end of the Bundesliga, nine games, nine games at the same time for Bundesliga on Saturday. And I think it's nine, ten games at the same time for uh, for France, Ligue 1. Uh, I think that's Saturday as well. So we got a bunch a bunch of games at the same time going on this weekend and then the following weekend. But for me and Chris, we'll be back next week to discuss game week 38. And we're going to have a surprise. We're going to give, we're going to give one bet. I'm making this up on the spot. We're going to give one bet for every match and the final weekend of the season. That's what Ooh, we're doing on kids. That Lakers. sounds fun. There we go. So we're going to have 20 bets total for the final game week 38. Cause I'm going to have a bet. You're going to have a bet for each game. There we mm. go. So how's that mm. sound? Sounds sick. There we go. So we'll see how long that one takes, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we're we're on. We might have to hour. crack some beers for that one. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, Chris, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Adam.